All right. Um, well, we are, this is our first traveling version of this, right? We don't want to say where we are. We just want to lie and say we did it all over Zoom. Why does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. The paranoia. <laughs> We're not liars, Matthew. <laughs> Let's keep it honest. Um, I rented a car. Well, actually, I didn't rent a car. I had a car for work. We went over to Philadelphia, where we are now with the the lovely Taylor Tomlinson. Hi, Taylor. Hi. What's up, guys? This is my first time meeting you, and we had that weird thing where it's like, nice to meet you, not yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, I, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know more than I should, so I'm glad we can finally make this less weird. It's great. Oh, your face, but not with pixels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when you feel like you built a relationship with someone. Uh, via via social media. Yeah, it happens frequently, especially with comics. There are so many comics where I'll be like, I especially if I've met them before I started doing comedy, I'm like, I know you because I've watched you perform like a lot, a lot, but I actually don't think you've ever met me. <laughs> right, and they're like, No, we did, and it's I'm yeah. like, Okay, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. This... I I've done that with so many people where I'm like, Have we met? I think we have and they're like no and I'm like probably just this social media yeah. that's it it's my favorite I love masks because now you can be like oh I didn't recognize you because of mask it's because yeah. of the mask it's not because I have no because I'm an asshole right <laughs> it's not because yes. I'm just bad at remembering people oh, someone does the other day they were waving it with a mask on and I was like and I had a confused look on my face and they pulled down their mask and I still didn't recognize them and I had to be like oh uh. <laughs> oh no Oh, God, I've had that happen, too, where someone brings, and they're like, oh, you probably don't remember me. We met at this place. And I'm like, oh, totally, I remember. And you don't, even a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, it's someone else. And you're like, I, I felt I have a connection with them. Yeah. <laughs> I had, this is a name-droppy story, but in 2013, oh, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Kate McKinnon for the first time ooh, in Austin. Ooh, I was like, hi, nice to meet you, big fan of your comedy. I've been fan of everything you do. And she was like, oh, have we met before? You look familiar. And I was like, No. Definitely not. I would. I would know. Yeah. Yeah, Oh my god. And uh, someone later was like, "Oh, she probably just does that to everyone just to be safe." I was like, "No, that's so ingenuine." And now I totally get that Mm -hmm. of of just like just pretending to remember people just to be safe. So Elizabeth did that. My one of my best friends. And I know one. (laughs) Was um, so I swam, and she was like a three-time Olympian, like one of the most famous swimmers in the swimming world. Especially, and she's actually pretty well known outside Elizabeth Beisel. Every single time Survivor. we'd see someone on deck or like anywhere, she'd have the biggest reaction. It is so good to see you, blah, blah. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, do you know who that is? And she's like, I have no idea. Wow. Yeah, that was a, that was a, something I feel like I heard a long time ago where it's like, always say good to see you yep. instead of good to meet you. Yes. It took like three, three big mistakes <laughs> to really let that sink in. Where you're like, okay, that was a lot. We're just going to say, hey, how are you? Yeah. yeah. If it's it's so much safer to we haven't met than to oh we have met like the, yeah. I have a thing with comedy now where I'll I'll meet someone be like hi nice to meet you da, 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 and we'll be sitting there and they'll be on stage and like four minutes in they'll say a joke and I'm like I know them I know that joke yes. I don't know their face I don't know their voice <laughs> Matt remembers their name, people only like, by punchlines heard that joke and I know all of it and I'm like oh and I like this joke that's why I remember it yes so I'll have that recognition I remember people's I'm not a face person I'm we're a all just person. just punchlines to him <laughs> I mean to all of us that's why we all have such low self esteem in this business because we're like oh people only remember us for what we did and not who we are cool it's real real meritocracy yeah great yeah we're just a series of punchlines we're uh so you're here in philly you've been here can we go into your your oh my long God. stay so you long. live here now right i live here now it's you're a residency philly i'm a philly comic now uh yeah i've been here it's now friday and i got here last 
Tuesday. So it's been a minute. Yeah. We had one night that there was like a tornado watch. So they canceled shows that night and moved them to this week. But other than that, we've had two shows every night. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Monday, Wednesday or like the early week as well or. Yeah. Yeah. We did two Monday, Tuesday. Well, Tuesday maybe we only did one Um, because Tuesday is kind of a weird night. But yeah, every other night has been has been two. Which rained out last night. No, there's a there's an area that's kind of like not fully uh, outside, uh, mm-hmm. but there's like something okay. over it, so they can move it there if need be. So we did that last night because the night before it started raining during my set, and we just had to do the second half of my <laughs> set in the rain. Uh, so everybody got umbrellas except for me, and uh, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we ran out. So sorry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, thanks for offering." And I was like, "No, I'm kidding, guys." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my notebook looks like I just sobbed into it. Aww. It's just <laughs> so soggy and I love gross. Billy so much. I love you so much here. Yeah, it's uh, it's been weird for sure because outdoor shows. Again, I haven't done any indoor shows since this all started because I don't know that I feel that that's totally safe. Um, but this was the first place that I saw doing it and was like, okay, yeah, no, I think they're doing it right. And they are. They're doing temperature checks and distance seating and it's outside. And, yeah. you know, I, I felt good about it. So I was like, you know, called my agent and was like, hey, can we look into that maybe? And uh, thank God they were... They were like, cool what if you lived here? Right, right. They were very on board so many with the shows. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think another comic canceled this weekend. So they were like, if you just want to roll into the next week. And I was like, hey, I don't know the next time this is going to happen. So, sure. yeah, let's do as many as we can while we're out here. Yeah, let's minimize flights if needed. Yeah, although you guys, I mean, Matt, you were telling me over text, like, New York, there's shows every night, which is yes. crazy. Yes, it's Outdoors, mostly stand-up though. New York park shows. It's right. Like half of them. They did like 60 shows in a week. Just out there with lost. no mic, right? Just in There's the field. Now. It doesn't help that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, Is that the helpful? kids with theater backgrounds are doing very well. Um <laughs> It's for a while it was really breaking me where I'm like, what am I doing? What what is any of this? And then I started to do a couple uh, rooftop shows, and I was like, oh, it's like open mics, and that it teaches you to appreciate when the crowd is there for every beat, for every uh, like when word. they can hear yeah. what you're saying the it, whole time. When I met it's the little it's, things, the park yeah. shows. You know, I mean, it's a paid spot, and I'm trying to obviously do a good show for them, but I'm also trying to remind myself of it's like it's not about every joke getting laugh. It's not about like new material clicking into place. It's about just keeping a good positive energy and. Uh, getting ideas out and and shaking off uh, the rust yeah, but the rooftop shows are very fun yeah those uh, sound fun I mean I think LA is starting to do some of that um, mm-hmm. which is great uh, again it's like illegal to have live entertainment in California right now which is I mean right now everything's on fire so that's terrifying uh, yeah. but before the fire um, it was kind of like damn it like we have the best weather like how are how <laughs> are all yeah, how are all the outdoor shows that are allowed to be happening on the East Coast? Because I had shows in San Diego that got canceled halfway through the weekend because the city just like got a noise complaint from one of the clubs and shut down all the comedy clubs in the city. And it was like, I was very depressed that weekend because oh. I was like, oh, there's like no, even I had waited five months to do yeah. it safely and then to do it safely and still get shut down. I was like, Okay, so I just have to accept that there's no comedy for a while. Mm-hmm. Also, how boring was the person who put in that noise complaint? Dude, I know, right? But, like, come on. Oh my god, it sucks. They're like, listen, I need some goddamn rest. Uh, honestly, I mean, I <laughs> get it. What have it. you been doing for six I've months? Been... <laughs> uh, you can't say 
<laughs> hey, I gotta go to sleep so I can sleep in tomorrow. Oh my god, seriously. Everything's canceled. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was rough. So I'm hoping that, you know, once the sky clears of hellfire, um, we'll be able to do outdoor shows. Because, you know, once, once it's winter, how are you guys gonna do yeah. that in the snow? September 30th, uh, indoor dining is, is returning. So, yeah, wow. that's, that was literally... Two two days ago, yesterday yeah. maybe that it was announced because we were the same. We were all like, "Well, let's do a bunch of shows right now because the second it gets cold, what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna layer up. I'm not gonna parka it for yeah. <laughs> park is one thing, but I'm not wearing a parka. So you could do some heated small stuff. Yeah, but it's got to be indoors. But and it, it's on track. For that. There's one thing about New York is it hasn't receded. In yeah, all of its, it's measures, really it's good. never taken a step back, and I think that's Cuomo's intention: is to move later, but more, more surely. Again, right. I think it's because most of the people there's, I think thirty percent of New Yorkers have antibodies. Oh wow, is, this is significant. Really? That's like, yeah, that was, well, those were the numbers that um, we were talking about this morning. Depending oh. on the borough that you're in. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, Brooklyn for it's, sure, because it's mostly young people. The numbers indicate at least like one out of four people has had it. It's wow. it's pretty crazy. But yeah. they only yeah. last for three months. That's not the... CDC says officially three months, uh, but it's like one of those things where I'm sure that they don't have like... It's not. It's like when milk expires, been, you're not yeah. like... Right. You know, like, oh no! Right, <laughs> right, right. Away. Like, there's, no, there's nothing to prove that you can't get it like a second time. There's, there's been There's nothing two, to prove. There's, well, there's been very little to prove you can. There's been two cases I think there's been two cases, yeah. Oh. It seems like a... It, the precedent, what I've read, and please, please research this yourself, yeah. but is that the precedent based on previous viruses is that reinfection is possible and you can lose immunity, but there's also a precedent to say that you could gain immunity. There's a nurse who told us that you could, you know, even once, once you lose the antibodies, you can still have non-traceable amounts. You can still have T cells no, and like that. Yeah. They don't know, but, um, the, I, I imagine the media sells more. Uh, copies and, and gets more clicks saying that you can get it again and that it's I mean in the I meantime think, wear a mask right uh, I think yeah, we're just trying to be as you know outdoors feels good um, spraying everything masks etc will you guys perform inside once that's okay yes <laughs> I think if, if the seating's good obviously yeah. it totally yeah. depends on so they're only doing 25% capacity right. at first which um should allow for and like I think there's like ventilation rules that are going into place there's like a couple things they have to do contact tracing um so assuming that that all you know continues to make sense and nothing happens I would say people will probably start to do shows maybe (laughs) we're all winging it everything is one day at a time 100% we really are I mean so many people have been doing shows inside this whole time. I mean, right. there are clubs that have been open and socially. Did. You've been doing it. I did one in Minneapolis. It okay. was very spaced out. I was very impressed. I was like kind of nervous going in, and they did uh, one fourth seating. There weren't even tables. It was just pairs of chairs. Oh, that's great. They were like ten feet apart. So it was weird watching the waiters walk in. You didn't have to walk through an aisle. You just walk in, and from the door, you could see where your customers were sitting, and just straight line to them. What club was that? Uh, Acme. Oh wow, that's really great. Yeah. Are they still doing shows? Yeah. That was, See, that was a month ago? Less? Yeah. When places are that good about it, but there are some clubs that I know people have gone to and they've said, like, it's distance seating. And then you get there and they're really pushing it. Totally. I mean, how recently? Uh, recently? I don't know how recently. I mean, yeah. in maybe a month ago? Okay, I know so somebody. on this side of the. On this side of the mess, there was there was stuff going on into June that was pretty dicey. But oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was a lot. I mean you know and it was, it was tough for me because I thought once everything reopened, I just assumed everyone would be wearing a mask during shows. I was like okay that's fine. We'll just you know we'll do masks right. during shows and we'll be fine. And then to find that everybody's like we can't 
do that. We can't enforce that. Um, and we want to sell drinks and food. So we, that's not a thing. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't know how I feel about that then. So yeah. it's just been week by week. But again, I think everyone's getting really fucking tired of not working. And again, there's all this there's all this stuff on the other side of just like financially. I mean, yeah, these yeah. clubs are going under these, the staffs are losing their jobs. Like there's more, yeah, the restaurants, there's just, there's more than just getting sick to worry about. And so at a certain point, I think everybody's kind of just like, all right, do what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least it, it's really difficult for, for people that make the rules when it's like the politicians or like I work remote, you know, from my computer, you know, so I can be like, no one get around to anyone. But right. that's like kind of hypocritical almost to be like, mm-hmm. you know, I have income, yeah. you know, like, right. yeah, I shouldn't be able to even general. have a voice. Or I mean, I, I don't know. Point is, I feel very sympathetic for, for a lot of people. You guys got to make money. Absolutely. Well, it's like when, you know, comedians were going off on Twitter on like people who were doing the road. And I was like, <laughs> I wasn't doing the road, but I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to. Totally. So I was like, you guys don't make money on the road. Like, you guys make it other ways, like acting or writing or whatever. Like, you can't get on a soapbox and be like, nobody's allowed to tour. It's like some people genuinely have to. Genuinely have to. If they have a family where like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, or or any reason, like rent. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but either way, I am so happy that you're here and hopefully these shows have been fun. How has it been like getting back into stand up? You know, it, it's funny that I thought it was going to be really awful. Um, cause obviously I've never taken five months off of that. <laughs> so like I did a couple, uh, outdoor shows in like the bed of a truck in LA <laughs> and it was rough, man. I was like supposed to do the car 50- horns. No, no, no. I haven't done the drive-ins. I have a couple next month that I'm uh, a little worried about, but I, I, I don't think those are helpful when they're only allowed to flash their lights and honk at you. Um, but I know people are doing them and I commend those people for their bravery. Uh, no, I'd done like a couple that people were sitting outside in masks, you know, spread out. And then we like were in the bed of a truck, like behind an apartment building. And again, only like 15 minute sets. And I was looking at my notes the whole time. I was so nervous to go up. And so getting back to doing an hour and getting to a place where I'm like, oh, right, this is what it feels like to have it memorized and to know the beats of it and, like, the choreography of it, essentially, and, like, do crowd work and feel sharp again has been so nice. Because, I mean, we're doing 19 shows. We have four left. And uh, doing 19 hours, you'll get back into the groove, which is nice. But, yeah, yeah, it took, like, I'd say it took, like, maybe three shows to feel, like, comfortable yeah. again doing an hour um and yeah really really nervous beforehand but this is also my first um run of shows after the special came out in march yeah i yeah. wanted to ask about that oh my this god it's gonna be a so, pros- yeah it's so much better uh awesome. doing shows for people who know who you are it's like oh. so much better oh in that way because i had a new hour before okay. quarantine started like we shot it in the first week of november and after that i had like one weekend that I did like 50 50 and then after that I was like okay we got to get rid of all the old stuff because what are we doing what's the point once it comes out because March was sooner than it was supposed to come out so once they told me it was moved up to March I was like it was originally gonna be February and then they moved it back like a week so I was like oh my god I really have to once this comes out I can't do any of this old material so luckily I was in a place um 
in March when everything shut down that I had a new hour. So it's just yeah. been remembering it this week. Probably yeah. that's not an easy task. Well, that also helps yeah. that you didn't have to like stress about writing new stuff. Like, didn't Mark Norman write a full new hour or something like that? He was on a similar time On, like, frame. Zoom? Yeah. He had, oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh. He was on Zoom working on his material, yeah. He was, wow. Yeah. I did, like, two that, Zoom shows, and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not a good enough comic for this yet. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, I'm, again, I'm very impressed by people doing Zoom shows, and I do think they probably help. Um, but I just, like, I couldn't see myself selling tickets to a zoom show but enough people have done it that i respect that i'm like i mean maybe i should i don't know but i also i have trouble doing anything that i wouldn't want to go to myself which is another reason why i was like i don't know if i'm going to do indoor shows because i I wouldn't be comfortable doing it well you want to buy my merch so now you can be comfortable selling your own merch (laughs) (laughs) that was trying to convince me to sell merch uh before we started recording because again i don't have the self-esteem for it um, uh, when you find the right t-shirt when the right t-shirt yeah. finds you it's like a modern day Disney <laughs> right <laughs> when you find that logo and this comedian found her merch <laughs> so uh, in LA um, you started in California I started in California yeah I started in like San Diego there. yeah oh. mm-hmm. yeah I'm from California I grew up in like northern California until I was like nine and then southern California how northern uh, like Modesto Escalon Okay, you know is, that, that is? is that like It's like an hour, hour outside of SAC. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a little more inland, a little I, more... Is it a little more red? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you grew up... Yeah, you started with uh, clean Christian comedy. I did, I, yeah, in high I school. I am like obsessed with... That is so interesting. That's that what everybody comedy. says, and I'm like, is it? It just feels lame. Like, it's not a cool oh, rock and no. roll story, but it's uh, <laughs> it's different for sure. It's very different. Have you watched Unorthodox on Netflix? No, I haven't. That's oh. what you seem like to us. Ah! You're like, how did you come out of that community such a cool person? Why, why did they do that? No, to Matthew, to yeah. be fair. I went to... Um, because it was one of the better schools in my neighborhood... I I went to a tiny, like, 15-person-per-grade evangelical oh, wow. middle school. Um, That's sheltered. Yeah, Damn. it was. Great school. Learned a lot. Like, surprising. It was in Northeast, so I think it, like, kind of helped balance yeah, out. Yeah, Northeast is... The, gotcha. Uh, religious component. Right. Um, You're like, the earth which had great. corners, yeah, but it was a great school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, babies you're... are delivered by Stork, but yeah. other than that, it was great. And you um, started as a uh, as a class with your dad. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Again, so lame. My dad just like found this comedy class taught by a Christian comedian at a church, uh, and we took that together with like me and six adults. Um, <laughs> is so weird. And you know, I think we took the class twice actually, and that's how I started. I mean, I just started doing church shows and like opening for that comedian and he would like send me other gigs and it it was very very weird um and again not consistent i mean i was in high school it's not like i started doing shows every night or anything Mm -hmm. um i think most people didn't to be honest uh besides you know present company probably but yeah it, it was very strange and i was really clean uh as a comic up until i was like 21 22 because even when i did last comic i was trying to like get out of like the church comedy world and I had told the producers like I don't want to be painted as like a Christian comic and they were like totally we'll never do that but we are going to film you at a church and I'm like (laughs) okay let's just make it clear though this is not like what I do normally I was like I normally do colleges and they were like yeah but we already had a storyline like that last season so we're just going to do this and uh, I did get a lot of church work after (laughs) last comic came out so I think I did it for like one more year 
And uh, yeah, I think like 22, I got fired from opening for a really big Christian comic oh because God. I had tweeted something that was innuendo. Uh, joke ended up on Conan, so yeah. <laughs> I win. Um, <laughs> but once that happened, and I'd never been fired from anything, and I got like straight A's in high school, so I was just like, what is happening? I feel worthless. God rejected me. God rejected me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be worried about fucking up and saying yeah. the wrong thing and then losing all of my income and my entire uh, fan base because I didn't adequately represent Christianity and I also just didn't feel religious anymore and I felt like I was lying to people and taking their money so so you getting kicked off of a church show was your like reverse come to Jesus moment yeah it was my <laughs> run from Jesus come to see- <laughs> oh god I know i yeah, it, I just I just got tired of being careful. And again, I was those were like the only church shows I was still doing is like opening for that guy because it was good money. Um, but after that, I had to tell my my managers, I was like, look, you can't send me offers for churches anymore. And they were like, but what about this amount of money? I was like, you can't send me these offers it's anymore. Stupid money. Stupid money. So yeah. stupid. Cold um, turkey. Yeah. Cold yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't get reliant on this because then I'll never get out and I won't grow and I won't be able to talk about anything I want to right. talk about. So I was just like, don't even bring it to me. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm not a better client. I hope I make it in the secular world uh, <laughs> so that I can make up for this lack of income for you guys. But Luckily, everything went okay. It's a strange thing I think a lot of people don't realize about comedy is the more you get paid, the less fun the show is. Yup. Club club weekends are one of the like lowest paying things. Yeah. Well, at least for me, it's one of the lowest uh, like levels of income for me. It's like a weekend call, in New York. Make more yeah. than a night at a college than I do a weekend at a club, and then corporate's way more than that. Absolutely. And club weekends are the most fun I think you can have doing comedy besides maybe like a spot in town and that's 25 bucks right yeah yeah and it's so hard to explain to your agents like especially right now where they're like you want to do what i'm like i need my mental health to be better Mm -hmm. like this isn't about money like even like this weekend you know they were like well the money is this and we would normally whatever and i was like you guys realize i haven't performed since i've been on netflix right like I was not making that much beforehand. Right. So now I'm in this weird tier where everybody goes, well, you're worth this. And I'm like, well, I've never been worth that. I was a, you know, essentially like a low level headliner before yeah. this. So I don't have any expectations of like, I should be paid this cause I'm over here now. It's like, I don't have that in me. So just whatever I can make sounds great. Yeah. And I just need it for my soul the ball rolling yeah oh my god when when things started opening back up and it wasn't sure if it was safe or not i straight up told people i was like i'll go perform for free if they put everyone in masks and they like don't need to sell food or anything and they were like that will never happen we can't enforce it and i was like okay i guess i'm not gonna do it um because the time wasn't wasn't comfortable with it but yeah i was i was so desperate to be on stage i was like literally will perform for no money because not performing I'm not making money it's so like it's that, a having an athlete and just being like alright we're going to save you for the biggest meets and the biggest competitions but you don't get to practice right and you're going like, to get ready in, for the big meet it's and you're going to get paid an uncomfortable like, amount of money right. yeah you're going to go there and you're just like, be like I don't I want that much money I haven't <laughs> done <laughs> pressure no maybe less I haven't like done that in six months I haven't touched the pool how <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh gosh there's a cool story I heard 
uh, consider this, uh, what's the word, apocryphal, where we're not, not accurate in details, but just to deliver a message. Uh, uh, Rich from Comedy Magic Club. Mm -hmm. A parable. He, parable? Parabolic? <laughs> uh, that's it. I always get those two mixed up. Um, also, a, also a mathematical term. Hyperbolic, parabolic describes stories and functions in, in algebra. Is parabolic the, the word? Parabolic is like a fake story, Bible. right? Is that it? Yeah. Hyperbolic's exaggerated. Uh, I'm okay. going back to middle school right they now. I'm like, <laughs> turning the gears back. We've lost all of our listeners. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, I'm, I've literally never felt more uncomfortable sitting in a room with like an Olympic swimmer and somebody who knows those words. Um, um, I hate myself. I'm going to read after this. You're on Netflix. Rich is telling a story that uh, Tosh came to him. I, I do love Daniel Tosh's stand-up so much, but Tosh came to him whenever it was. And Tosh was like you uh, and uh, had early successes with colleges and a lot of clean comedy. And he came to Rich and said, hey, I'm losing my mind. I'm doing all these college shows and it's a great living, but my, my act has no edge to it. If I move here across the street from you, can you put me up a bunch so I can have a more mainstream act, connect with real people? And he says, you got it. And wow. uh, that's why Tosh is such a staple there. Wow. But he had to take that move, the the don't take the money kind of thing of step away from comfort for, uh, talked about that in the last episode of, Step away from security for a risk, but a potentially higher reward. And uh, well, he those, like those went to a spot moments. where he knew he'd be able to like almost go into training, like boot camp kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, and and you know older, more conservative Rocky. crowds too. Yeah, uh, they can be. That's cool. Yeah, that's a really great. Also, quote. like, I hope it was a nice apartment. It's like oh, that <laughs> it's area right is on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't feel too bad so for him. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's an amazing club. I mean, my question for you. I mean, this is like first off commend you for getting into stand-up recently because this is oh this is the worst show. time oh for my god you oh my god like, i'm so she's sorry been doing comedy for a year for one year now i'm you know literally I mean? like, so sorry say, it was like year, god was like hey years. maybe you shouldn't do this we're shutting the world down oh my like, god i'm gonna do it anywhere yeah that's you are an athlete yeah. uh but it's been Matt, i mean you've been doing it for what nine ten, ten? that's okay that's i was almost there so you uh yeah. ten yeah yeah um, but again, started in high school. Does that even count? I wasn't a person. Um, but yeah, I mean, have you been focusing on like other things? Have you been like writing scripts or anything? you're just like stand up at all costs I've, I've, anywhere in a park? Yeah. I've now that's that stand up's not... back, I'm, I'm pretty bad about diversifying. No, that's that not basket. true. You, you did a lot. Like. It was really cool watching you. I was you, doing like, well before, but be a person like beyond. Oh yeah, <laughs> career-wise, um, I have not been. I've been putting all my eggs in the stand-up basket, which is one of my biggest vices yeah. professionally. Is that like stand-up's the only thing that really gives back immediately? So mm -hmm. it's the only thing I care to do. I don't write scripts. I do act. I do submit for writing jobs every now and then, but not as much as I should. But like I, I think it's the ADD where I just need the immediate dopamine bay off of uh, of of comedy, and uh, it's given me a lot. It's like I've I've been very lucky in that it's it's I've I've you know done stuff with it, but I really should be doing the other stuff. And hence podcast right now. But um, well, it was really cool. I mean, obviously this whole thing has been a shit show, top to bottom. But we got to spend time with like family yeah. for a while. We spent a month with each other's families, which is oh, that's so nice. Well, it was like nice. It was like a challenge. It was one of those things that I never thought would actually need to be need to happen for mm. either of us. Right. It was centering. 
Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. really got to know myself, and man, fuck that guy. Ah, <laughs> that's so funny. I have this. I have a joke that I do sometimes where I say, like, I don't go to therapy to find myself, because if I'm hiding from me, I don't want anything to do with that bitch. Like, <laughs> she sounds horrible. Probably better for her to stay away. Yeah, you're hiding from me? You're an asshole. Um, yeah, I felt the same way during this time. I mean, I was also, I was quarantined with another comedian. So we, like, first day, we were like... And how long Instagram sketches. We were together... We got together in, like, late September. So it had been, like, five months? Like, early. when we... Yeah, it was so early. For four years. Yeah, it was for real, though. Yeah. Like, and then we were in quarantine for, like, another five months. It was, like, yeah, it was only, like, 10, 11 months in total. And it felt like you'd lived together for three years. I mean, I've never spent that much time with anyone my family yeah. included yeah. like yeah. have never been with someone 24 hours a day yep. all night every day for months and like and just them and just them and we were long distance before that so at first it was like really really great and luckily we like got along really well and like but there was no like if i'd been by myself it would have been different it would have been like i'm gonna go see my family i'm gonna go yeah. you know shut down for a minute and because I was with somebody else who was in my same field, very motivated, and I'm grateful for this, we were like, fuck it, we're starting a podcast, we're doing sketches, like, we can't miss a beat. We had both just had specials come out. We were like, we have to keep promoting this. I mean, I was promoting my special during this time. So we, like, did all these sketches, did all this press, because we were on the fucking Today Show. Like, it was, we did not stop working. Like, I went back and was, like, looking through my Instagram. I'm like, oh, we made sketches the first day we were in lockdown. <laughs> and I had this memory of us being like, we just hung out for, like, a month. And that was not the case. And, again, so grateful for it. But now I'm kind of getting to a point where I'm like, do I try to work at any cost or do I just take, like, a month and actually try to, you know. Center center a little bit because then yeah i started working on something with whitney like there yeah. hasn't i have not taken any time off during this time because to me being home was like enough of a vacation i was like i'm sleeping in the same bed every night like i should be working <laughs> yeah. all goddamn day i get to stop at 6 p.m um but i i've just i've been similar to you matt in in the last you know however many years of this where i'm like stand-up is the thing that fills me up and fulfills me and I don't want to focus on anything else I don't want to go on auditions I don't want to write a screenplay that might not get made like I just want to focus on this and also you have crashing already happened so you can't do the I know seriously thing. Thing. I'm so, I'm so sorry. oh I know I did Pete's podcast like and he was like oh my god we should have had you on the show <laughs> like you're you actually did the thing yeah. we were making fun of um, but they did a good job. I mean, those those scenes were very accurate. Episode. They were the NACA episode. Oh fuck, dude, that was so accurate. Oh. Gave me flashbacks. Do you still do NACA? Uh, yes. I'll sign up for. I stopped. I think I just signed up for two a year. Just the good it. ones. The two I always get, and the rest I never get. Yeah. So I'm I'm sick of wasting the money. And the better I get at comedy, the worse I do. At yeah. Nacas, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, frustrating. Did you were you doing colleges up to last year? Or? That's where we met, right? I think at so. Anaka. At Anaka. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't I stopped doing colleges, um I don't know, maybe like two, three years ago. Yeah. I do it like very occasionally now. But as far as like NACA, I did NACA when I was like twenty to twenty two, maybe. Uh -huh. Like until I was like twenty three. They sound terrible, I'm gonna be honest. They're not great. They're <laughs> really not great. Um I mean sometimes they were, but like the last one I did was in San Diego a couple years ago and it was 
awful. I was just like, what am I doing here? The strangest You give up a whole weekend of shows. You, you spend at least $1,000 to be there. Yes. You might get no bookings, and you do 10 minutes. You spend, you only do 10 minutes in three days based on the travel, mm-hmm. which is To hungover college kids. Not hungover. Hungover is like I think all college kids are always hungover. I wish they were hungover. I wish they were hungover, too. They'd have some life experience. <laughs> a lot of times you're doing orientation for 17-year-olds who have not, like... They're you, virgins. They've never been in a relationship. Yeah. They've never paid for anything in their life. Never. What do you so they talk can't to connect. Them about? I don't know. Nothing. There's nothing to talk to them about. I wish I could remember my act from when I was actually doing colleges and feeling funny. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe it was just not good at comedy and thought I was doing well. But nothing I talk about now connects. At nothing. All. And yeah. it's not like when people shit on college shows. I I do feel bad because those kids have never been to a comedy show. Totally. They've, They've seen it on Netflix. They've been barely anywhere, and so. It's not their fault that they don't like your material. It's like you said, they just don't connect right. with any of it. Right. They don't know what you're referencing. One out of two, I think, are fun. I come back to you not like pretty upbeat after about. You half also of have them. a lot of like you have the interaction in the component, Northeast, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Northeast, and you have Monday Pun Day, which yeah. I think is it's like little puzzles. And the medical stuff. Medical it's, stuff. it's academic. It's when it's a stupid school that I can't because I can deal with sensitive, but <laughs> okay, I can't deal with sensitive and dumb. Yeah. That's a lot. I can't uh, see you in, like, Alabama crushing it. <laughs> Technical schools are super fun. Those are really fun because, the, yeah, the math stuff can work. Uh, the NACAs themselves are exactly how Fox News describes college campuses. Ah, uh, yeah. Because they come, you know, like, there was one idea where they came straight from a lecture on rape. Oh, God. A, yeah. a consent conference. Hot warm because up. lecturers, it's not just comedians. Comedians are about one-tenth of the acts there. Right. It's a lot of lecture series. And it's about the harshest shit. And they come straight to you, and then suddenly your silly joke about your girlfriend has this new uh, like light Lens shown on of it. Consent. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a so lot. You got out. Got out. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. At a certain point, I was like, I don't really want to even submit for NACAs anymore. And again, occasionally, a college will. I have like a number in my head now where I'm like, if it's this much money, yeah. I'll do it. But other than that, I don't really want to. Because yeah, it's just. It is a paycheck. It's. I think Patton Oswalt said something about this in like an interview once. I again, this might have been something I heard from somebody who heard it from somebody. I feel like Patton Oswalt talked about this, where he said some gigs, it's like you're just flying to a place to retrieve a bag of money, <laughs> and it's that's all it is. You just Most have to work. get there. Yeah, just have to get there, pick it up. It's hard to get to, but then you just get it and you go home, and you don't leave being better at your job. You don't leave feeling like, I connected with people. You don't even feel like you leave doing a good job. Because you were just a free thing for them to do on Wednesday. Right. Instead of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still, that's the, I disagree on the drugs part. Really? I don't think, the, the kids who came to my, people were like, oh, college shows, kids party, invite you to parties. I'm like, I was asked, did you go to any co- comedy shows in college? Like, no, no, I never did. I'm like, you know why? Because you were at parties. Yes. You know who comes to college shows? Kids who look at the bulletin board in their dorm and oh. think, what can I do this week that's fun on campus? It's so wholesome. Not, I'm not like shitting on them. They're very wholesome. Yeah, you're yeah. right. They're looking for structured entertainment. Yeah, but the people who put it together think they're keeping people safe. They're like, yeah. we're going to convince partiers to come to this but you're absolutely right that is not their audience and the people who put it together are actually really fun the students who book it the the rep you meet with is always like uh, they get it they understand how frustrating it is and how your hands are tied and they're pretty chill about it and that's the one cheat code if anyone's starting doing college shows the cheat code I learned very early on is uh, 
charm the shit out of the adult who picks you up from the airport. Yes. And you will get good reviews. It doesn't matter how bad you bomb. If they think you were charming, they'll be like, Matthew killed. The students loved him. And you're like, oh, I yeah. bombed so bad. My favorite thing to do is as soon as someone picks me up from the airport, I just go, who's like the biggest asshole that's been here? Because then they're just going to remember who's an asshole and you're going to seem so, cool in comparison. Because you're like, who like really sucked? And then they're like, well, fucking this person was really mean to us. And I'm like, that is horrible. I'm so <laughs> sorry. You do not deserve that. Also, also, like, when I started doing colleges, I was 20. I was, like, 20. So, of course, I'm, like, their age. Like, so, at the time... <laughs> yeah, at the time, I was, like, I don't know either. Like, I dropped out of school to be here to perform for you guys. So, it was easier for me to connect with them. Um, and I didn't have an hour. I was just up there talking. <laughs> so, it's, you know... I th- Shooting the shit. Yeah, but the older... Once I had, like, my own apartment... Yoga up there. Yeah, I was, like, I live at home, too. But, like, <laughs> once I had rent i was like oh i don't know we're not the same you and i yeah. uh as far as you get farther and farther and it was also like how weird is it getting to a college like the first couple of times you did it and you're like there are no grown-ups here <laughs> <laughs> like there's yeah. not even a supervisor like this is everyone here is 22 at most okay <laughs> all right i mean this feels weird but all right <laughs> That... I'm your king now. Yeah. It feels like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> ah. If cops show up, I'm in charge. Yeah. 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 I'm the only one. Like, that's so funny. What made you want to start stand? I mean, besides just being in close proximity oh, to him. So before Matt and I started dating, I was doing improv, which is obviously oh, okay. super different, but like comedy adjacent. And... She's not one of those improv people, though. She's yeah. cool. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> I was a and no improv but. Is, improv is truly dead. It's <laughs> oh, no right. but. Yeah. Um, no, so I lived in Austin and I was swimming. Um, so to be fair, like you really couldn't do anything that was a nighttime activity. I'd practice at 530 in the morning. We were in the water. So I was getting up at like 445 in the morning. Oh um, so it's, that's not exactly going to like, you know, lend itself to late night activities. So I always loved stand up. I was one of those kids who was like, you know, going on LimeWire and like downloading all the half hours and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> LimeWire? Like, yeah. And I just... So many viruses, so yeah. many <laughs> crushing computers. Um, but I, I was, I just didn't realize it was something you could do. Mm. Like, you know, the the disconnect there of like going from being a person to being able to do that just seemed so large. I never even considered that that would be something I could do. Um, and then you I met him, and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, actually, I think the bigger thing is, and we've talked about this a lot, like going to the professional shows it still feels like super foreign like even now I'm still like oh my god they're so good like there's no way Mm. she comes to this any show yeah I go to the cellar and I'm like okay well cool this is incredible Uh, but then going to the mics or some of the lower level shows I was like oh this is something that's way more attainable like you know and it just you know it's like going to a age group swim meet versus like a professional or like a you know larger meet where yeah you could maybe splash around with, with them um, so I think that made it just like a fun thing to try. I also have a ton of energy, and um, when I'm when I was stopped swimming, I was like, I need to do something else. Yeah. So we moved to New York, and then I was here for a few years, and was just kind of like going to a lot of the shows with him, and super adjacent to the entire environment. And then um, I was like, oh, you, know. you had talked about doing it since since we met. You're like, I always at least want to try it. Yeah, I'm a very big like check the box type of person. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I'll give it a shot, and uh, yeah. So did it about a year ago, and it's been really fun. But it's also been really interesting because, like, going through the process of, you know, being his... Like, there's been more challenges, like, starting with a boyfriend who's already in comedy Mm. because of the, you know, 
social expectations. I can't imagine like a harder thing to do. <laughs> I really can't. I mean, as somebody who came up in this business so young and was always assumed to be someone's girlfriend right. early on. <laughs> How, yeah. I mean, that's why I stopped taking purses to shows because if you have a purse, someone's like, who are you fucking? Like, it's... It's a, a purse different. Is the deal? Huh? There's yeah. nothing that happens at the cellar yeah, where I'll, if, if I finish yeah. my set and I come back to the the table, the comics table, and I see like a really young, really hot woman sitting there, and my brain immediately goes, "Huh, someone famous just popped in." Yeah, that's Which is... someone famous's girlfriend who's now sitting at the table. Yeah, and you're probably and usually I mean, correct. Yeah. You're usually yeah. correct, but it's also like kind of unfortunate. Like we should, I mean, as a society, hopefully start to shift away from like, yeah, assuming. Does it that, but... happen the other way? Is it? No. Oh, you're the boyfriend. Does that no. ever happen? Because you get. Oh, you're the girlfriend. But well, and it's also. So you you were doing comedy already, so you never. But like, they're kind of terrible to these people sometimes. Yeah. Oh, there were a couple times where, um, with my ex fiance, where he came with me to shows, and like there were a couple times I feel like people assumed he was the comedian. Yep. He had done it like really like really minimally for like a year I think and then he kind of stopped because once I started dating him I was like you're not like really doing this right <laughs> and he was like no not really and I was like Room okay cool yeah well honestly I was just like I can't you know at the time I was like I can't date you know a- another comic again yeah, probably which I'd love to double click on but keep going with yeah yeah, yeah double click <laughs> uh, but there were a couple times where people like introduced themselves to him first and I was oh. like uh, and I have like an androgynous name and um, it's just, it's always been a thing that rubbed me the wrong way for totally. sure. Cause I've been doing this since I was 16, you know, like I've, and now it doesn't happen anymore. Cause now people know, you. people know me for the most part. Um, and also I just like bring a backpack. If anything, you wear That's a jacket, the key. backpack and jacket, oh, jacket is the key. Backpack and jacket. If you are wearing like a tank top, you better be famous. Like you better be Nikki Glaser. Cause sure. people are going to be like, are you a comedian? Like if you're at a club, I don't know about totally. like well, more alt shows. I think alt shows are not like this, but I think in the club world, it's still a little sexist where yeah. if you're like dressed cute and you're like, don't have, you know, sort of like a slouchy hoodie on people are like, what do you, right. Who do you belong to? Yeah. Yeah. Who's your, where's your person? Yeah. I have a question as an outsider. Oh, this I is love just raising your hands. Um, question for the women. Uh, how does being a woman affect how you dress on stage? Have you, oh. have you, is it very like specific? I is there an intention in what you wear? Is it, yeah. Yeah, I want to know what you do. Yeah, because well, first, just this is obviously like level one of like, most of her shows are park shows. Fully right fucking now, winging so. it. And right now, everything's in the park where I tried to wear like jeans to one park show and I was like, I'm going to pass out from dehydration from sweating. So maybe this isn't the effect. Let's pretend the world's normal. Yeah. What do you wear? <laughs> yeah. That's a weird thing when we say now actually means seven months ago. We're like, yes. Now, well, you know, in the before times. Yes, yeah. yes, So yes, yes. I've been wearing bike shorts uh, a decent <laughs> amount, which has been strange. It's yeah. been strange. And thankfully, a lot of my, um, like, jokes reference being an athlete. Mm-hmm. And I'm extremely muscular. So everyone's like, all right, this, this tracks. Right. You know, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. But otherwise, I think I only wore uh, jeans and t-shirt. Like, yeah. almost exclusively. You wear long sleeve. I'm a jacket person. This right here is a summer that. jacket. Um, I get some really light outerwear for summer because um, I just don't. I mean, I've performed in like t-shirts before, but I, for some reason, I feel like jackets or light outerwear make you look like a little more put together as well. Mm-hmm. And just like, especially coming up when I was super young, I mean, 
people were like nervous for me and I had to realize like going up at the Laugh Factory at 20 everyone's totally. like oh this is gonna suck and like nobody knows I've been doing it for years like nobody yeah. knows that I'm comfortable on stage so I had to really early on think a lot about how I was like taking the mic out of the stand because if I flub that like I'm fucked people are like this is her first time you know oh so it was there was a lot of attention put into even just like hey guys like a lot of like First making pe- yeah making people comfortable with the fact that I know what I'm doing and if you don't like my jokes that's one thing but don't be worried about me hmm. so I don't think a guy has that totally. as much um maybe if he's super young or something but that was that was my main issue um coming up a woman and really young is that people do get worried uh once you're on stage that you you aren't going to be someone who knows what they're doing and so for me if I'm wearing like a jacket and I look, What's and my world? hair's up. It's okay. She's wearing a jacket. And so it's seriously, just professional. Light it's, outerwear. Oh my god, it's so stupid. I did the Tonight Show in March, and I left my hair down because my like hair and makeup people were like, it looks so beautiful. Yeah, and as soon does. as I got out there, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Aww. And people perform with their hair down all the time, and that's great for them. But like, I was just like, you're at work, bitch. Yeah. Why is your hair down? You're not a mermaid. <laughs> like, I was so mad at myself. It was like the only time I've performed with my hair down I think since last comic and uh yeah never again because just up feels like we're at work we know what we're doing uh I'm not trying to look ugly like it's not like I'm like I don't wear makeup and I really like just dress like a slob it's not that I want to look put together and attractive or whatever but not in any way distracting I mean I don't even wear like graphic tees on stage like anything that you have to look at that isn't just me and my jokes and listening, that's gonna hurt me. Will you wear like yoga pants? No, never. So always just jeans or some sort of like. Always jeans. Always jeans. Always jeans. I really, I really strive. I I have a version of all of those rules. Yeah, yeah. you do too. Yeah, and I'm glad to you. hear. Oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to hear that because I feel kind of crazy and almost cheap for like. Why do I feel so weird in a t-shirt? Why does it feel like every time I wear a t-shirt, I bomb a little more? And yeah. uh, I have theories as to why. And uh, oh, by the way, when I say I have similar things that I'm not comparing, like the, the struggle of being a woman to, to what I deal with at all. No, uh, I think you are. That's but, a lot harder. Right, but being um, a traditionally uh, like CW hot man. <laughs> that's the perfect way to CW, describe it's, it. That's, people have to understand. <laughs> being yes. like CW hot yes. on stage. Like, who's another person who has... You, describe, you used a word to describe it. We did uh, Comic-Con together. What did I say? You said, looking like this is a disability in it comedy. Is. It is. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it was so nice to hear that. It was very refreshing. I uh, feel bad for you. Every but time. I feel like it's you what have to address wo- it. Yeah. I have to address but I feel like it's what every woman deals with, no matter what they look like. <laughs> is, yeah. Is, is it even like... I, I get like 10% of what women feel for being and he complains I don't right. complain it's just I <laughs> oh. have to then be. work out less like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you let's go get dessert yeah. but that's people like Evan Evan Williams well, Lane but he's gay and that kind of makes it you can be if you're gay Canadian or used to be fat all of those things are acceptable <laughs> right, right, but right, if you're right. just a straight white guy uh, Evan Williams wears he, he has huge biceps he looks like Captain America and he wears really tight t-shirts, but I think he leans into it. So I really love watching him. He also has this banana tattoo on his arm. Just this goofy peeled banana. And he, he says that that um, actually dissolves a lot of tension. Because it's so That's goofy. That's so funny. You immediately think, oh, this guy's an idiot. I'm not threatened anymore. 
Well, I have waves on my side. How ah. basic is that shit? But no one wa- can see that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm yeah. kidding, but so opposite for- effect of a tattoo. Right, right, right. <laughs> for TV, do you feel like you get away with looking a little more... Nicer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can look People nicer on TV. People seeing, like, only attractive people on TV and for yes. the most part. There's like, not a threatening component of that person being right there. That tension of is this going to go well? I feel like watching through a TV screen totally. isn't there, so you get to look how you want to look. Yeah, a little more. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But um, yeah, I think you can compare yourself to women feeling. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I asked that. There's like three comics that I feel that way about. Like Matt Reif, I think has the same issue. Yeah. Boy, whatever I deal with that guy, jeez, that's got to be ten times. I I don't know why he does this. Like every time I have to follow him on stage, I'm just like Matt Reif could have been anywhere tonight, you guys. Like literally could be doing literally, whatever he wants. His choice. He chose to be here. You should be honored. Yeah, I was like, what are we doing? He like could just walk into a, a hospital with a lab coat on and they'd let him do surgery yeah like, truly it's yeah it's insane and then like uh who's someone else someone i i asked somebody oh chinadu i remember i asked chinadu once he's i was the like best looking comic yeah he's the he's the most handsome male comic without a doubt the most handsome male comic and i i think i objectified him once where yeah you gotta look him yeah, up you'll no, agree keep going i gonna... was like do you have to like dress down to do comedy and he was like yeah a little bit you know like and i felt bad afterward because i was like, like oh why? this is what people say to women like i finally i'm the perpetrator <laughs> but yeah there's very few uh Me too, too. Oh, yeah. Male comment. But yeah, even like... I know, right? Unaka? Yeah, that's him. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a little rude. (laughs) Instagram especially. Yeah, very funny. You're very hot. Another person from NACA. Yeah, he's very funny. Another person I met at NACA. I get get comments like that sometimes that that women get so much more of those uh, kind of degrading... Why are you doing this? If you, you know, like, right. you could be doing I'm sorry, else. I was just degrading to Matt Rife. <laughs> as a man, Matt. it does really roll. It's like it's we have never a lot stuck of, with we have me. A lot it's, of room. It's, it's always rolled off my shoulders because I'm very aware of all the benefits that come with it. I have yes. to be stupid so, not to. It's I, not your only. It's not your only source. It's not your main source of uh, worth. Yeah, and if I address it, it all goes away and then becomes a, uh, an advantage. Yes, which I don't think women get that either. One, one of the, the weirdest things for me is like I grew up in the world of athletics, obviously, where like I didn't have eyebrows, like it was burned off from chlorine. It is there is nothing more Whoa. disgusting than doing swimming. Like it, <laughs> you, it's so gross. You're in like a chemical you're bath. Small. Like you're huge. Like, like it's a, gross. A you wear a swimsuit to your ah. knees. Like you're like the androgynous body. Like, oh god, the swimsuits do not look oh. good. Anyway, <laughs> so point being, like that really forces you to not like focus so much on your looks which I think is really healthy and great for women mm-hmm. especially um however um when I first started dating Matt what were you on there was some reason that you were on the front page of Reddit at one point one of your sets was Conan, Conan. it was Conan the Conan. No, Conan set right I remember this three or four months yeah it was yeah. early and I was supposed it to it was make... three or four months in that that happened it was March we started it was like March honestly no no it gets August. worse so and I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet at the point I'm like it's kind of funny now but at that point I was furious so yeah. I was supposed to make by the way I remember this tell the story but I remember this and I was furious oh, I was I really so furious that. for you I really appreciate that uh, ha, Reddit. Oh my <laughs> god, Reddit's em. the worst. But um, so we were we were dating for a few months. It was going well, and we honestly he would like come and spend some time with me in Austin. But we hadn't been like together that much because we were in different cities. And I was training in Austin, and he was living in Los Angeles. And um, 
he gets on the front page of Reddit for uh, his Conan clip, and I had just missed making the Olympic team for the, the 2016 oh trials. My God. And I was supposed to make it. I like had the top so time going in. Time, yeah. I was like the favorite. Like it was like expected that I would make it, and I didn't. So it was like probably the biggest personal failing I had had in my athletic career. Something I did for 20 years, oh my, my entire God. life. Just retired, so I was like feeling pretty shitty about everything. It was the day of the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. Oh my god. He gets on the front page of Reddit and in the comments everyone is like, oh my god, Matthew is so funny and so like hot and like wonderful and smart. And then someone goes, and his girlfriend is so beautiful. And then they're like, what, what, what? Like Reddit's like, oh my god, who, 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 who? They start posing pictures and then they're like, no, no she's not, no she's not. Like and criticizing. But criticizing only your looks. The, that was the worst part, was that no one once mentioned the fact that I was supposed to be on the Olympic... Like, yeah. like I had a very... Like, in the swimming world, like, it's a tiny world, um, but very, in my eyes, public, per, like, professional failing of something that I worked very hard to, like, be what represented what I did. And instead, the only thing that anyone saw when they, like, looked me up was, like, what I looked like. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, thankfully, getting better for women as a whole. It was, like, very representative of, you know, problems that women handle all the time when you're trying to be successful in your professional life and, like, with your achievements. But you still have to overcome that initial, like, what people see when they Mm -hmm. see you. And it's usually going to be in some way sexualized or at least, like, you know, what is the, what is your outward appearance, appearance? bring forward whereas like yeah. you know i got was, i got he was complimented on, on his brains levels. yeah yeah like, the irony was the set was was very much making fun of men not that i'm like the biggest advocate but the set was about like women's history and all this stuff yeah. being named after men and how kind of unfair that was Ugh. but then i got so much love after i posted it that i was like maybe worth it, it kind of, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the joke of it was kind of what we, what we joked about was like uh how come no one made fun of your swimming that's like, what I was like, like at least, well, that was the thing. Oh, like, look at this like, slowpoke. 229, <laughs> are you kidding me? Honestly, like, if I, had they ripped into me for, like, not, like, flubbing, like, this big meat. Matt deserves an Olympian. Yeah, I would have yeah. been like, cool. Like, at least I'm getting recognition for, like, thing I literally uh, spent uh, my uh, entire life dedicating. Right, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, that's, I feel that way, too, when, like, people criticize and I don't read comments or anything, but I'm sure it's happening. When people like <laughs> criticize my looks, that's like, that's more annoying because I don't think about it. When people are like, you're not funny, I'm like, I mean, you're wrong. Like, you're yeah. just, you're but, just wrong about that. Like, looks are so subjective that it's right. like, I don't even know how to feel about this. But like, yeah, when that happened, I mean, I'm not on Reddit, so I didn't know about it. Did you feel like addressing it brought more attention to it as well? Because like... So I was the one who, who you he post- was not, he was like, just ignore it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or like, but you did post something. He I, posted I after hers. I... You shared hers, yes. I posted because I was I, I was so mad. And I, I was also like... I comments, by the way. I just never read them. She was the one who found it. Oh, well, I was yeah. excited. I was like, oh my god, Matt. I know, I know Reddit. So I knew those comments were going to be... Weird. They say that about everyone. Reddit's yeah. Totally. Horrific. And again, it, it was... But it was an interesting, like, opportunity to kind of shine light on, you know, one of the issues. And this is by no means, like, a unique situation. Yeah. It was just, like, the timing of everything. I was like... Are you fucking kidding me? Here's how fucked up this story is. I didn't even remember that you addressed it. I just remembered that Matt said something. <laughs> Taylor, and I was on. like, I was like, that was so cool of him <laughs> to say something. I 
I'm like, didn't even remember. What a hero. Yeah. Oh my god. Just... Well, I said all the. I got all you the said... wrong reactions out first. I was like, no, babe, you're hot. You're hot, babe. Don't listen to them. She's like, that's not the issue. Listen, right. I know, Matt. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm not doubting how hot I am. I'm upset that they're focused on the wrong failure. It's so funny that you're like, make fun of my swimming. Yeah, truly. I really shit the bat at this meat. Come oh. on. God, that's so funny. Are there equivalent things that you yeah, had to deal I'm... with? I don't know. I, I don't just, think I hope so. Not. The comment sections on women's stand-up are just so different. Don't look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel great about my last um, Tonight Show set. It wasn't bad. It was great. Which one was that? The one with my hair down. We just watched it. It was was on the ride over. Yeah. It was so good. I felt like it was... It was a laugh every four seconds. Dude, I felt like it was... Was that ex-fiance? Yeah, yeah, ex-fiance's in there. It was so good. Thanks. Yeah. really, really good. It made me feel bad about myself. Yeah, that's how you know it's good. I was like, Carl, God damn it. Which like, is so crazy because I literally had a panic attack like the oh. next day. I remember like, I called some, I was just like, I sucked on that. Like, it's not good. I mean, my first one was so good and I was so locked in. This one I was like coming off of like, you know, 24 hour like press days, like yeah. promoting the special. Right. It's like my first time like going around with like hair and makeup people in a car and like doing all this shit all day. And then like, you know, I like, it was just... I just didn't feel in the pocket when mm-hmm. I did it. And so I walked out of it going like, that should have been better. Like that, I know I could have done better and I didn't. And also I had like, I had said something that I never said on stage before, which was like, you know, I broke off my engagement. It's okay. It wasn't that sad, which for some reason really stuck with me. Cause I was like, it was like the worst, one of the worst yes. things I've ever gone through. And like, if I were my ex fiance and I had seen that, I don't know that he did, but I was like, that was so horrible that you had to say, I should have, what I had been saying was, you know, no hard feelings, we're fine. But instead I said, it's okay, it wasn't that sad. And I almost was like, did that make me seem unlikable? Like, I wouldn't like that if I saw someone do that. So I just got in my head about it. And then, like, also I saw one bad comment that was like, I thought because she was dating Sam Morell, she'd be funnier. But I guess not. Like, I saw one and I was like, okay, I'm not going to. But then, you know, there's there's comments on both sides of that. Like, you know, I get Uh the opposite. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Which ones? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's count them up. Let's count the Sam versus Taylor. competition. Oh, God. It's so stupid. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean... I felt horrible about it and then had to like have friends be like, no, that was a good set. It was really good. You need to calm down. But we're also hard on ourselves that, yeah, I learned a long time ago. Oh, I do have something that's, so I was 20, 21 doing shows at NACA. I was in um, an airport at like 4 a.m. on like a red eye layover. And the Laugh Factory put up a video of mine that they didn't check with me if they could put up. And it wasn't a bad clip. It was like a good clip. But in it, I'm wearing like two jackets because it was like cold and stuff. And I just look not great. And I, for some reason, read the comments and they're all about my looks and how I'm ugly and all yeah. this shit. And I was like, so I was in such a low place at 4 a.m. in a shitty airport in the middle of like nowhere Pennsylvania and I was like I can't ever do this again and I never looked at the comments ever again like my my first Conan went up and I looked at it when there were like three comments so I could repost a bad one because I thought that would be funny Mm -hmm. but since then I've never looked at any comments because I'm like there is nothing for me there because none of the good ones are going to stick with you only the bad ones are yeah that's a good thing to like recognize also, that's like a very mature way of looking at, you know, what you're putting into your psyche and yes. how important that is. Because like the mental training is, 
I really respect how dedicated comics are and the amount of like in your head you have to have Mm -hmm. like one of the jokes about at like swimmers specifically is either you have to be to like get over the mental hurdles of like doing it professionally or doing it like with that much focus is you either have to be really fucking stupid Mm -hmm. or like insanely smart to be able to like handle that amount of pressure same with acting Similarly. Acting, I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't probably... know how people act. They're either it's... very dumb or they're Anthony Hopkins. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. But like, point being, where you're able to the mental um, part of the performance and like how you're handling your internal emotions is such a major part of it. Like, it's I would even go as far as saying like forty percent of like at least the swimming performances is like, do you really believe you can beat the other swimmers? Like, do you believe in your training? Do you believe in yourself, etc. Confidence and all that. And when without you have, being delusional, right? And yeah. well, even obviously, delusional. Right, I'll fucking take it. Uh, <laughs> looks have nice. You, have you heard on New York Commerce comics talking about that? <laughs> That's true. That's very, very true. Yeah. No, but and then just being able to um, be very much like your own like guardian in terms of what you're mm. allowing into your internal sphere. Of, yeah. Um, making yourself your best person. So I don't know. This is what you get when you've gone to. I've so many coaching sessions throughout my life yeah so yeah uh, with mixed reviews shit well, the bed at trials let's not forget i mean dude that's so brutal i just watched molly's game have you seen molly's game no. the first scene is like her like not not like not doing as well as she wanted to at uh, the olympic trials or whatever it's yeah. like her like wiping out and getting injured and you're oh, like no. oh my god this is so rough so that's all i'm thinking about right now i know that's not what happened yeah. to you but um yeah, I mean, it it makes sense that you, just knowing you for an hour, it <laughs> makes sense that you are the type of person who is resilient enough to continue starting comedy during a pandemic. You get bored, you know? I mean, you're not starting. a... Starting, that's like, well put. Yeah. I did not realize you were six months in when this started. That's crazy. Yeah. That is in quitting territory. Now she yeah. produces a show, which has been huge. She started producing a show right off the right off the heels of. Uh, Again, I I'm, I'm. Have you ever produced very a Very bored. No. Yeah. Have you? No, I hosted an open mic in my hometown for like like a good open mic. Oh fun. Uh, yeah, outside of LA, they are good. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. It, I only hosted it for like two months, maybe, and then I got too busy. Uh, I've never produced a show. No desire. It looks so hard. It it's tough. I it's really given me a renewed like appreciation for the clubs and how they do it and just the amount of stress that you know or or like when comics have to change their schedule right before it'll be people who i know and i love and i'm like i know this is legit it's fine but it's still i gotta i gotta like scramble now you know like the amount of pressure and things like that that creates on the because you are not just answering to the comics and making a good show for them you're also answering to the audience yeah who's like bought tickets and And stuff potentially or reserved a table i guess you and i can both on different levels uh relate to uh dating a producer uh, a comic producer and it's made me very aware of how much of a dick certain actions are that i've done i'm like Oh, Me too. I should tell people way more in advance if I'm canceling or let people know my time constraints a week out. And Oh, God, yeah. I, I did that with... Oh, there's so many times that happened with my, my ex uh, who produced a lot of 
stand-up shows all over the country and like would get he's like so and so canceled like 30 minutes before the show and now we're screwed and in there's Boston all... from New York yes yeah. yes and I was like okay like I need to think about because there are some shows that if you cancel on the Laugh Factory an hour before everyone will just do five more minutes yeah. it's not really that big a deal but on more independent shows where you know you might be a big get for them or there's only three comedians all doing 20 like you are fucking them a little bit mm-hmm. and you have to be more aware of it unless really? it's a real reason because the more successful you get in this business and the more spots you have the easier it becomes to bail on ones you don't really want to do mm-hmm. and the ones that you bail on first because they're not clubs are the ones who are the most fucked over when you do it yeah when you're like this is a yard and you're like yeah, yeah but there's people coming to the yard yeah it's pecking order yeah and then they're like they, they they're a fan <laughs> Like, it's someone yes. who reached out to you as, like, a, someone who, who knows your comedy or something, yeah. It's, yeah, and that's also the awkward part, was you're like, uh, would love to have you another time, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, but also fuck you a little bit. But also, yeah. ah, like, I'm why? not going to want to text Esty. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting process. Um, did you do, so jump abruptly, did you do open mics in your hometown and then open yeah. mics in LA? What, what what portion of your diet was open mics? I did open mics in San Diego and uh-huh. I didn't do them for that long because again, being really young, being female, being in a small scene, all of those things. Um, Christian. Yeah, Christian. By the time I got to LA, I had, you know, a credit. I had like a credit or two. So I was passed at like, when I got to LA, I was passed at the factory and comedy and magic and ice house. And everywhere else took a little longer. Yeah. So I I was getting spots. Yeah. Yeah, But even like, even the first, I moved to LA for like two years. And then I moved to like an hour outside of LA because I was like, fuck it. I don't need to be here. I'm going to be more in between San Diego and LA because I'm going to San Diego all the time to do spots. So I'm up every night. And then of course that's when like, mm -hmm, yeah, my sister lives. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I was in, uh, I was in Fullerton. Okay. So I was like. I'm just gonna go between and I'm on the road all the time so what's the point and then of course that's when I needed to be in LA all the time and got <laughs> passed everywhere um, but yeah I mean it's uh, I, I didn't I didn't really do open mics like a lot of people did them and I felt guilty about it for a long time my open mics were like you know churches of 300 people doing like 20 minutes when I didn't have three like making money it was oh, weird Taylor you paid your dues yeah yeah I would rather do open, open mic. mics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did an open mic in a uh, in LA. Oh, God. seriously! I mean, doing an hour. It's an hour long open mic. And you open for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You're opening for a popcorn machine that everyone mm-hmm. actually came for. They're like, "There's free pizza, so that's why we're here." And you're gonna talk? All right, I'll sit down. Um, it's another lecture. It's another lecture. But yeah, I didn't I didn't do a lot of open mics, but people always ask me that and I feel I feel bad. Like I I went down to La Jolla to do the store mic like once and they were like, "You can call in for for spots." <laughs> Cuz, you know, again, smaller scene and yeah, younger and I'd been on stage for a couple years at that point. So That's So cool. What was like has your writing process changed? Um so I I'm very curious like how you go about writing for like church comedy. And you said you had... I didn't. I just was clean. I, I never okay. wanted to write church jokes because I was like, these won't work everywhere. That's a good... And that I didn't smart. Yeah, I didn't want to just be in churches. And I saw enough church comedians who their whole act was... Jesus. You know, in Revelation, like, you know, it just wasn't... I'm like, this isn't going to work outside of here. Um, so I never really did that. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, obviously, once you don't have to worry about being clean, it's a little different. But I had a lot of shame around not being clean anymore because you get so much credit for it. Everybody's like, it's amazing you're clean. Like, you can work anywhere. You can do this. And also, as a woman, people are like, all female comics talk about is their vagina, and you're not one of them. It's like, it's like the... Deep down, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking hate that when, like, somebody told me that recently because I posted, like, a bathing suit picture on Instagram, and they're like... You're such a good comic, you don't need to post that shit. And I was like, nothing I post has anything to do with my ability as a comedian. Yeah, like, listen, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm done with this now. Oh, and they're like, on. well, comedians who post that are bad at comedy. And I sent them a picture of Ali Wong in a swimsuit. And I was like, you're right, Ali Wong's a piece of shit. She's not good at this job. Like, oh it's God. so crazy. Was this a crazy. person you knew? It was a person I knew, yeah. That's even crazier to me. Yeah, but they think they're complimenting you. They're like, well, you're one of the good ones, so you shouldn't do that shit. And it's like, it was a dude, right? Of course it was a dude. I know, I know, yeah. Of course it was a dude. And I'm like, you follow all the women posting those that you don't. Mostly porn stars. Yeah. Literally. I don't know what we're doing. Like, what is this? So, yeah, that's coming back to the looks thing where people, like, again, don't want you to be that attractive, but also, you know, don't want you to be that ugly because then you can't be on TV. But then also, you know, and comedy is this weird thing where it's the only type of entertainment where people don't want you to be as attractive as possible. I, I said that once. As a female comedian, you don't want to be too attractive, but you don't want to be too unattractive or anywhere in between. <laughs> yeah. You just don't want to be here. No like, so we're why like are you men, here? All yeah. you have to be for a man is an eight or better and you're hot and there's no dissection of it. They're like, that's a hot man. Agreed. I mean, no fuck it. Seven. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then for a woman, you can be like a fucking Victoria's Secret model. And like, and her nose is kind of weird. Like, yep. the scrutiny never stops. Or it's very yep. difficult for for men to laugh at a woman that they're attracted we to. Feel threatened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so that's been the I think that's been one of the strangest parts about doing open mics in New York, where I mean I'm lucky because a lot of people actually know that I'm dating you, which is tough in a way, but also a benefit in another way because mm. it kind of like. I'm no longer I'm like a you're not an option it's yeah yeah it's yeah. done you know? yeah. you're also 5'11 and I'm also stronger a big girl <laughs> yeah. Yeah. got like a couple inches on most of these guys yeah. no <laughs> being like, like oh, a shit. new attractive comedian seems really difficult cause like yeah. again, when I started I was too uh. young to like I was not that cute and I was also like too young to be an option. Yeah. So I don't I don't have that experience. <laughs> and I know I mean apparently <laughs> actually now news. just kidding, I was ugly. Um but yeah, I, I didn't Damn it. Yeah, I had like some obviously I had some creepy experiences, but like yeah. being like a seeming like an option for people, which I'm sure you would be if people didn't know about Matt, like yeah. you'd be fielding a lot of weirdness because everybody's sad and lonely and like Yeah. I want to be with somebody, but not someone more successful than me. And you get it and you will let me do spots, but also, you know, be hot and less successful than me. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, there's just so much going into that equation. And then you go in and you're like, Oh, I have three minutes. Let me make these guys laugh. What? Also being the only woman in a room, Mm -hmm. like most of the time Mm -hmm. is crazy. It's grating after a long time. It's weird. Yeah. That's like, people say that, I don't know. I feel like there's not as many women that are higher up in the, you know, there's not as many women in comedy as a whole, Mm -hmm. but I think the weeding out process through the open mic scene is so much more intense for women than it is for men because there is like a sense of community amongst the men. Like some, like obviously women try to support one another. There's just less people and there's so much shit you got to deal with that. Like people just quit. Yeah. You know, someone noticed, someone noted this to me 
that it's a, it, it's it's uh but there's multiple bottlenecks in the pipeline yeah and that's represented by there's a so you look at open mics and it's like less than 10 percent women because of who's who's immediately drawn to this and how toxic that environment can be there's a lot of factors that go into why fewer women start comedy but then when you look at openers and feature acts on the road uh a higher uh, percentage of women uh, it maybe even ticks up proportionate to the population, so you get a, a disproportionate representation of women, uh, definitely in cities, in more progressive cities, and then it massively shrinks when you look at headliners. Mm -hmm. uh, the, if you look at clubs on the road, their female headliners are very few and far in between, and then when you go to theater acts, you have more women again. Mm -hmm. So it's this weird, uh, curvy... Yeah. I don't know if this, the math of that might be wrong. I'd but love, you're, you're I would love like, the actual data behind right. this. It'd be so interesting to see. It is weird. And the, here's the other thing. The, the reason that bothered me that somebody commented on saying, like, well, you don't have to post that. People who post, like, hot pictures of themselves on Instagram, like, we don't respect them as much. I was like, I have to be attractive to make it in this business. Totally. Like, I can't not be attractive. Like, every big female comic that makes it is good looking. Is good looking. I don't All know if them. you've noticed that. Right. Um, Versus some of the guys yeah. look like. Allie, Nikki. Horrifying. Yeah. Also, Amy. yeah, have you fucking noticed that um, it, when people are like, women just pop too early and they give them stuff too early and they haven't earned it yet and I've been grinding for years, it's like, well, you can pop in your 40s. I can't. Yeah. Wow. If I don't pop by 30 or yeah. like, if I don't pop by 35, then yeah. I'm done. You know? Like, everybody has gotten big in their 20s or early 30s. Amy, Whitney, Nikki, yeah. like yeah. all these people, they popped early. And like someone like, you know, Kathleen Madigan should be in like the Mount Rushmore of comedy like discussions. And she isn't. And she's selling out, you know, she's doing theaters. She's just, you know, kind of not. That's yeah. a great point. I never yeah. actually thought of that. Yeah, I'm like, we're on a fucking timeline, like, man. Tick, 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 yeah. We can't Louis C.K. it and be like, I'm getting 42. divorced at yeah. 42. Like, we can't be Bill Burr. I can't wait. For eventually we'll get there. Keep moisturizing. The yeah. <laughs> Keep moisturizing. Lamare. <laughs> yeah. Although I think she's Sarah stuck. Cooper is in her forties and but she doesn't look no. it. I know no. someone told me that where they're like, I know that's also like if you you know skincare ladies. Is yeah. What saying. <laughs> right. No. Somebody was like, it's so cool. It, I think it might have been a female comic that was like, it's so cool that somebody yeah. popped in their forties, and I was like, okay, but like she doesn't look like she's in right. her forties. Like an asterisk. So, yeah. Like you have to. You really can't look like an age-appropriate woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, and expect to, you know, totally. yeah. blow up. Um, so you obviously, so you wrote for everybody when you were doing the church comedy, but what mm -hmm. is your writing process like now? I find, I love, like, hearing how other comics, like, go through writing, because I feel like whenever I come up with a joke, which is, like, five jokes, so it's, like, <laughs> we're, like, but they come, like, it's, like, so strange each time, and they come, like, fully formed, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, Same. I don't know. Yeah, is that, so... They either pop into my head fully formed, or I get, like, an idea. I mean, when I was first starting, I feel like they would pop into my head more fully formed, because you hadn't written anything yet, and now that it's a job, there's okay. more, like you know, writing down ideas in your phone and then you have to really sit with it or like talk to people and go, I'm thinking about doing something like this and I have one line and I don't know if that's anything. Or sometimes I've had ideas, especially in this new hour, um, there were a lot of ideas that were like darker or more mature that I 
couldn't make work before now okay. and or like couldn't make work until last year because I just didn't have the comfortability as a performer and I wasn't old enough yeah. and even now sometimes audiences are like are you okay and I'm like yeah no I'm fine like I have to write jokes about being fine to talk about certain things <laughs> and um like you're uh, calling off your engagement. Yeah, like calling off my engagement. <laughs> it was engagement. fine, it wasn't sad. It was fine, it wasn't sad. It was, you know, it wasn't rock bottom for me, emotionally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now I'm definitely more like I will sit down and work on things. I mean, the last six months, my brain has been traumatized. So there oh, hasn't been a lot of like, fair. I'm going to write every day. Um, I think I've written like maybe seven minutes in the last six months. It's not been good. Whereas before that, it was like, I was on stage every weekend. I was trying to build a new hour. I was writing all the time. And the muscle's just not there. And especially when you don't know when you're going to perform again, it's just hard to, like, and stay in that headspace. You can't test it. That's the hardest part. Yes. I call it swinging at a hologram pinata. Oh, my God. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And it's like, even if it's good, I don't know, and I won't know for months. And, yes. And, and that discourages me from trying anything. Because mm-hmm. what if I get all these ideas and I can't test them all? Or Yeah. You know. Well, even this week has been weird for me because I am used to performing for people who a percentage of them are there to see me, but most of them aren't. That's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So oh. before before the Netflix thing, yeah. you know, it was getting more and more. It was getting to a place where, like, sometimes, you know, oh, hey, 20% of people know who I am. Well earned. Yeah, but yeah, seriously. Thanks for saying that. And a lot of people don't think so. Uh, and <laughs> hey, fair. Fuck that. Um, I actually don't know. I'm projecting. Uh, <laughs> I, I, nobody's told me that. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> directly told me that. There's, like, one person that I was like, really? Ouch. But, um... Oh, but yeah, I, I haven't performed for like my audience or whatever yet. And especially during this pandemic, the people going out are younger. I mean, there have been, I kid you not, maybe four married couples at all of my shows so far. And we've done 15. Wow. They're all like young people in their yeah. 20s and 30s. Oh, it would for you to be stuck with such a young spending demographic. Ah. Oh, the no. burden of having the okay, prime man. real estate of every advertiser. You do mostly medical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Literally doctors. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying it's such a good situation. Yeah, no, yeah you're is. very good. You'll grow with them. Oh, it's great. But also... Like the Harry Potter of them. Dude, for real though. I, oh, that's cool. That's what Dane Cook had. He called trans that's true yeah but i i am used to a more diverse audience yeah um especially age wise and so there is a part of me in doing these shows that i'm like i hope that these also work on you know like i I would usually be doing so many shows and like middle america and like different audiences and like figuring out what works everywhere and so that has been a slight fear this this week for me where i'm like okay, like, all of this is working for you guys, and in some ways you are the most sensitive, so I, I do think that sure. this stuff will work on people in their 30s and 40s and 50s, because they've been through more, and again, the new hour is very much, like, about, you know, working on yourself and death and, you know, depression and all these things, so I I, I think it'll work even better with, uh, with older fans, hopefully, but it, it has been um, a weird newfound fear of mine, because I've seen people um, that I respect start performing only for their audience, uh, and people I don't respect where they start performing only for their audience and you go, Oh, you're not growing. Cause you're just catering to this one demographic right. that are they even growing with you? Like, is anyone growing or are you just kind of doing the same thing over and over again? So well, that's a good attitude to bring towards yeah, it, good, to be even like have. conscious of that in the, right. you know, yeah, I, I can't wait to be afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, my writing process is like 
again, just jotting down ideas, having bigger topics. Sometimes if I have no ideas and I need to write, right. I'll just sit down and make a list of things that I would want to talk about cool. for a long oh, time. Cool. Like just topics. And then I'll find stuff in there. I mean, it can be as vague as possible where I'm just like, I want to talk about jealousy. I want to talk about, you know, like losing a parent. I want to talk about that. Like, once you sloth, right? <laughs> Wait a second! <laughs> oh my god, these you are just... really got me anti-Christian. Right? I know. Oh god, that's hilarious. So uh, you you try to kind of like it sounds from the list that you just created, which might just be just top of mind, but like more emotionally driven concepts. I'm mm-hmm. very like technically minded, so I'm like, so are you coming at it from the 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 emotion, or is it like let's talk about coffee? No, it's more, I think it's more emotionally driven. I don't really write, like, when people are like, you're a great observational comic. I'm like, I'm really not. I'm not observing shit that I'm not directly invested in or experiencing. It's all very much, like, coming from my own life and feelings and experiences. Because I I just don't, I've never felt like I had the authority to speak on anything that I hadn't been through or experienced myself. So. Oh, you're not a man then. Yeah. I mean, you know, I shouldn't be speaking at all. I should stay in the kitchen. Here's the solution to all these things that I've never dealt with in any way. Right. Um, (laughs) Women, listen up. (laughs) Here's what's wrong with the Me Too movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, got it. Cool. That's all. This is this is very educational for me. I really like it. I know. Um wanna move on to the final subject. Yeah. Given the nature of this podcast we like talking about how comedy affects relationships and how relationships affect comedy which we kind oh, of have you dated a non-comedian before yeah um my college boyfriend was not a comedian and was not involved in comedy in any way um Maybe i think he's the only one i went to san luis obispo uh okay. i went to to cal poly for like a semester and there's nowhere to do comedy there there's Oof. like a festival yeah. apparently oh, yeah. but I've never done it, but there was nowhere to do comedy. And I was like, went for a quarter and I was like, I'm going home. (laughs) And so then I transferred and just went to community college for a minute, um, in San Marcos and then transferred to like a state school there to San Mar Cal State San Marcos. And, uh, then I had like a year left and I was doing NACA. So I dropped out. Um, what were you studying? Communications. You left college to go to colleges. You're pretty good at communicating. Yeah. I I dropped out of college. You should get a degree. (laughs) I know. Right. That's what I think. Uh, communications is such a bullshit degree, but that's what I was going for. And, uh, yeah. You know, the thing we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so stupid. What if I go and do that for money, like, already? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get famous enough to get an honorary degree. Um, <laughs> I love that. Cal State? Cal State? Hell yeah. But yeah, my, my college boyfriend uh, worked in, like, marketing. And again, we were also in college. But he he would come with me to shows. And I remember we got in a fight once, and he was just like, I don't like who you are on stage. And I was Ooh. like, oh, you mean my soul? <laughs> like, you don't like my... the." I was like, that sucks. Like, oh, God. And I was just going to, like... I thought I was going to marry that dude. I was like, I'm going to stop. When he broke up with me, I was like, I was going to stop doing comedy for you. Like, I was going to just marry I'm you and so be a teacher. Broke up with oh, I know. And other. he was like, he was like, I don't think you should stop. You're really good at it. Oh, and like, okay. thank Point fucking him. God. Um, but then he tried to get back together. So like, mm, he loses points. But then, yeah, it's I like think everybody cheated else. on Beyonce. Dude, like, hell, yeah. Oh. You mean everyone? You yeah, mean everyone that, But also like the first guy where he was like, oh, I mean Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce yeah, too it's yeah. not like it's kind of like know. a song or two <laughs> yeah I mean she's so threatening I it makes sense that people yeah. would cheat on her I guess oh, but we were noting that there was an earlier she had, where it was like well, it's crazy she made a song about being cheated on 
And like, yeah, it's called uh, uh, Say My Name. Yeah. Like, that was that was what you talk about being cheated on. So it's yeah. it's happened twice. Dude, I know. And I she's not Jay Z since she was really young. Yeah. So you're like, you know, she's still young. She cheated on Beyonce, you idiot. Oh, so, yeah, so anyway, oh, that's like your boyfriend. <laughs> that was like the one guy. Um, he didn't cheat on you. And then there after that I dated a comedian. And then after that, I dated um, somebody who doesn't do comedy anymore, but at the time was a comedian mm-hmm. in San Diego. Um, so I'd say I dated like two and a half comedians. Cause Did again, you make him quit? I didn't make him quit, was no. It reverse or the opposite? No, no, he quit like recently. He quit like in the last couple years. Okay. And I, he had always been someone that I was like, I'm still friends with him. Like, we're still close. And I was like, you won't like this. Like, you're not going to like being on the road. Like, I don't know. And he's like, well, I can do it some other way. And then eventually he was like, yeah, I don't miss it. I don't want to do this. And I was like, I mean, that's kind of what I said. Um, (laughs) I was right. I was right. But he, you know, he was, you know, doing very well in the San Diego scene and all that. Um, And very great guy and uh, one of my very good friends. Um, And then I dated the same comedian again, like two more times. And then after that, I was like, no more comedians. And then uh, my ex-fiance was dabbling, but was a producer. Mm -hmm. So still in comedy. Um, Good producer. (laughs) Really good producer. And, uh, you know, then I was with that person. That felt like, that felt perfect for me at the time where I was like this is what I need I need someone who's like in this world but isn't doing stand up yeah it'd be so difficult to date someone who doesn't have who just has this strictly nine to five yes first of all time alone would be difficult I mean when I like that's part of the reason I started going to all the shows with him because I was like well shit I when are you gonna see him during the day like and then I go home and I'm like okay well bye like, yeah and then he's gone on the weekends like I don't know how people do that yeah. and then after my ex-fiance I dated another comedian because I was like well fuck it I guess I don't know <laughs> like might as well just do whatever um and yeah I think I'm uh definitely done now with that it's just it's <laughs> not that you know you guys will be great uh because you have a very strong foundation mm. but it's just it's a very (laughs) it's a really hard um dynamic i think it's i think it's a hard dynamic though with anybody um as a female comic i mean everybody that we know that are successful female comics with the exception of ali wong who was married before she blew up um you know they all are either single or got married like pretty recently i feel like so that's certainly uh, a concern of mine going forward where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be cool with this. I don't know who's going to be compatible with this lifestyle yeah. and this dynamic, like as a woman and whatnot. Um, but like I talked to Ron Funches recently and he, I was, I'm good friends with his wife now and I was talking to them and I was like, I just want like what you guys have. I just want to be married. Like, I just want to be done. Like, I don't yeah. want to date anymore. And Ron said something really interesting um, that stuck with me where he was like, you have had success in your career really early. And so you feel like the other areas of your life should also be that way. Like you feel like your personal life should be figured out too. And I said, oh my God, so I'm greedy. And he was like, yeah, a little bit. Like, he's like, we did not find each other till our thirties. Like Christy and I, like it's, you know, it takes a minute. And so here I am, like, about to be 27, just like, where are they? Like, <laughs> fucking chill out, bitch. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. it's... You're ambitious. You want, like, 
to achieve in every area. You've yeah. had you've had one in a million success in comedy, yet can't find a thing that almost everyone in the suburbs has. I know <laughs> it's crazy, and it's and like, also like you're young, twenty seven. You're, you're very young. I have so yeah. many friends. I mean, not it that. doesn't make anything. Feel Listen, better. I'm twenty nine. Okay, <laughs> I've got, yeah, you're young too. Let's chill. No, yeah. but a, a lot of my a lot of my friends who are just as focused on like their careers in finance or whatever are dealing with the same exact things where they're so successful in the business world or whatever it may be and they put so many like so much time and effort in that and now they're like oh shit like I gotta like also go on the apps I guess and like date and it's it's been really interesting but the nice thing is nowadays especially especially like in the coastal cities and not like the central all my friends in like Texas are married it's very strange oh yeah (laughs) very strange um but that's like very socially acceptable right now so yeah. I think it's chilled out quite a bit. Though I'm getting targeted so much by egg freezing ads. I'm like, what's oh, wow. See, for me, it was very important I get to it. be <laughs> in a healthy, like a healthy, happy relationship because people just didn't have enough reasons to hate me. Yeah, All no, that. you're... I mean, posting pictures of us being happy together. People, yeah, just... Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Fuck you, Matthew. <laughs> He's mad at me because I don't picture, post pictures of us sometimes. I'm like that doesn't make anyone feel better. No one likes seeing people happy together. Yeah, it's like, a it's lot. Me. Yeah. I mean, people have to like him as a person, and even then, it's like, God damn it! Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's I a lot. It. it does weirdly feel like being in a in a, in a, in a decent relationship feels like a, a pretty big flex. I thought, I, yeah, it's the biggest flex in comedy. Yeah, in show business, it's you the should biggest. Just one. post like details of our next fight along with one of those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, well, it's a yeah. good thing. I'm going to like that. <laughs> People love it when you do that. When you're just like, we were fighting in this picture, but we look perfect. Yeah. People love those posts. We were fighting We were fighting w- about the, what I thought was this thing, but it was actually another thing. Right, It right, wasn't right. about that one thing. I left you a trail of clues <laughs> to figure out what it was. Uh, well, and I'm also in a place now where, I mean... I get why there are uh, comedians or, or anyone in this business who doesn't want to post pictures of the significant others anymore. Yeah, and it's that. not from a gross place. It's from a place of like, oh, if we break up, I'm going to keep getting messages about you from strangers for a long time. I mean, I had to deal with that with my ex where they're like, aren't you engaged? What happened to so-and-so? Oh. And I didn't have the following I have now. Yeah. And I was just very public with my last relationship, which is another comedian. And like... It kind of sucks. It's, like, not fun after, even if you're on good terms and you broke up, like, peacefully. Like, it doesn't feel good to have people tagging them in everything you post and making comments and private messaging you. Like, can you just tell me if you guys broke up? Like, I need to know. I'm invested. Like, it's like, fuck off. Like, connect the dots, okay? But people will be like, you're still following each other, but you haven't posted in a while? Are you guys mad at each other? Like, we just looked and you don't like... Like, people go deep and it's it's a good lesson for me going forward of just like, okay, if I am going to be public with somebody, I need to be um, just not even sure that this is like permanent, but just like aware that that is an effect an effect like that, I'm gonna have to deal with that if it doesn't work out it makes it probably pretty tough to get like closure yeah, <laughs> yeah it's oh, side out of mind oh just kidding everyone's tagging <laughs> yeah to, 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 I, there should be something that prevents people from tagging specific people because <laughs> uh, then if you, post, idea. if you post any joke I mean I posted I had to do an ad for match and people were like did you guys break up and I'm like I didn't say I was on match. It's an ad. Like, I had to then post stuff with us together so people knew we were together. And it's like, this is so dumb. Yeah. And also something nobody married in Texas has to worry about. Yeah. 
one thing I've learned kids. recently, yeah. yeah, one thing I learned recently, um, and again at a very much lower level than that, is that people can be fans of you and they can be fans of your partner, but they can also be fans of the relationship as if it's a separate entity from you two entirely. It becomes yes. a being in and of itself, and that can be a very good thing if you kind of weaponize it. But it can also become a very annoying thing, and in your case, uh, it sounds like a toxic thing. Well, here, here's what it is. People become a fan of the relationship, and they get invested, and they put their own, they put their own like hopes into it, mm-hmm. where they connect with you, and maybe they see themselves in you, and they go, "Oh, this person's really happy," or this. I mean, I remember there was a female comic writer, somebody who commented when I got engaged, and was like, "You're like proof you can have it all," oh, and I was God. like. And I think it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, oh, I, I felt that way when Whitney was engaged. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my god! Like, anytime female comics or someone I relate to gets married or engaged or is in a successful relationship, I'm like, I mean, I feel the way about you guys. I'm like, it can be done. Yeah. So if you the trick is not being successful. <laughs> well, if you you're <laughs> that's successful. my secret. But you, if you break up, people go, fuck. Well, if they can't do it then who, how right. am I going to make it work with somebody? They're, it's about them still, but it they make it sound like that's it's about you. That's a very good lesson. Everything is just yeah. how it reflects on the person yeah. that's listening. Yep. You're the relationship Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relation- that sounds like light. a song. <laughs> right. Yeah. Relationship Jesus. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow kitten surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I could talk to you about this stuff forever, um, but... Is there anything else, Matt, that we really wanted to hit on? Probably. Before we make this like <laughs> probably, long. probably there probably was, but you know. I mean, there's a whole setup in here, you guys. We don't want to forget anything. That's true. I mean, I know we, we can't. We... The athlete energy is strong <laughs> in here. Did you came in. Come with equipment. No, I did marching band and drama. Okay. And, although I did get, I did get PE credit for marching band. Uh, that makes school. sense. You're marching around. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay. Very heavy things. Yeah. Thank you. That was the most condescending, but I appreciate it. You're like, ah, man, that's no, I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I'm like, I've never touched an instrument. I assume they have a bit of, bit of heft. Yeah. yeah. Laura's fighting there to give you a wedgie right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really. So my yeah. cousin um, plays oboe, and she went to Juilliard for it. Whoa. I know. So she like really plays. She plays the fuck out of that oboe. Yeah. And um, she's great. She like plays like professionally now which is crazy but I feel like growing up it was always like musician versus athlete like at Thanksgiving but you can't swim at Thanksgiving dinner you can only play oboe at Thanksgiving dinner right. so I was like god damn it Julia uh, that's so funny ah, uh, let's listen to the oboe <laughs> does anyone want to know my times yeah, like anybody want to yeah. watch me do this in the air yeah. this is a butterfly it's pretty good I tell you <laughs> I'm pretty good at this well uh anything you want to promote yeah. Besides your Philly. amazing Netflix special, I mean, Quarter Life Crisis. I know this. I live here now. Uh, come see me in Philly. Um, yeah, just watch my special on Netflix, Quarter Life Crisis, and uh, you know, I have a mini fifteen-minute episode on the comedy lineup. That's episode three. So if you've already seen the special and you haven't seen that one, that's on there too. Cool. Leave nice comments for her online on all her videos. Please do. Tell me I'm pretty. Don't message her about boyfriends yes um we're single now just chill out (laughs) thank you so much for doing this this was actually so like this was really really fun this was so nice to see people (laughs) yeah i know it's great (laughs) all right well bye bye no outro yet i know